Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Rich Newman back with us. Rich was on with me a year ago as we talked about his work, Haunted Bridges. Great story. Tonight, Ghosts of the Civil War. Rich is an author, filmmaker, lives in Memphis, Tennessee. He's been a lifelong enthusiast of the paranormal, and in his group, Paranormal Inc., has been involved with research and investigations for at least now more than a decade. Articles have appeared in Haunted Times and Paranormal Underground, and welcome back to Coast to Coast, Rich Newman. Rich, looking forward to this. Hey, George, how's it going? All is well. Thank you so much. And by the way, your Haunted Bridges book and uh, the show we did was just fantastic. I'm still getting emails about it. Fantastic. I loved it. People are still afraid to go over certain bridges, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So this one here, tell us about the work that you put in to write the book, Ghosts of the the, uh, Civil War. Well, this kind of started with me a a few years ago. I actually shot a documentary called Ghosts of War, where we uh, traveled to about five different battlefields and about ten different homes that sort of have a history associated with the Civil War and ghost stories. And we did a lot of interviews and talked to people who had experiences and also tried to get as much of the history, of course, as we could into the documentaries. Um, and that just sort of led to, you know, me doing some other ghost books. And then in the back of my mind, kind of all these years, I've been thinking, you know, I'd really like to get back to the Civil War. There's just so much there. And when I when I pitched Llewellyn, they were, they were, they were great. They were like, yeah, let's do it. You know, the... Uh... The war was our deadliest war. It was it was just horrible, and there was a time I really thought that uh, people, you know, were going to just destroy the United States. It was going to fall apart, but they pulled it back together, and uh, of course, uh, the 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 ills of uh, what was going on then are still being felt to, felt today. But I get stories all the time, Rich, from people who call about Gettysburg and other locations that really seem to have ghostly apparitions there. Are you finding that to be the case, too? Absolutely. Um, I would say particularly Gettysburg. It's just almost a mecca for ghost hunters. Um, and the paranormal stories that come out of there on a month-to-month basis are just staggering. Um, it does seem that all of these major battlefields in particular have so much activity going on that, I mean, it's not just ghost hunters. I mean, it's people who who even profess to not have any belief in ghosts whatsoever. And the next thing you know, they're, they're walking over a hill with their little Canon camera in their hand and snapping photos. And there is what looks like a phantom army standing there at the tree line looking at them. Or they suddenly start hearing the sounds of cannon fire and guns firing around them, you know, with obviously no battle or anything going on. So, yeah, I mean, the stories coming out of these places are just almost just a daily activity. Do you find that when someone uh, dies tragically that they are more apt to end up being a ghost than somebody who dies in a natural way? You know, I mean, it does seem like that's the case. Um, So many times it does seem like there seems to be a combination between 
emotional traumatic events that are happening, but also they seem to also happen in certain places where the environment just seems conducive to sort of storing the energy of that moment, um, which kind of gives us two or three different versions of ghosts, so to speak, you know, depending on the exact situation and the exact way that um, the spirit seems to interact with those who run into it. How did you go about researching this book? Man, it wasn't easy. <laughs> oh, really? How come? Oh, it's just the Civil War is just so big. It's, um, you know, we have hundreds of uh, national sites and state, you know, locally state-operated sites dedicated to the Civil War. So rounding up as many of these stories and talking to people at all these different sites and visiting as many as I could, um, was quite a delightful chore. I mean, I had a great time researching it and writing it and going to all these different places and learning so much about American history in the process um, on top of the, the paranormal things. Um, it was a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Specifically, Rich, what specific areas did you go to that you think, others, other than Gettysburg, that have the most haunted areas? Well, it's interesting. If you actually look at the top 10 deadliest battlefields list, those 10 battlefields actually make up the chapter in my book that I talk about battlefields because they have the most activity. Um, for me, the closest spot would be Shiloh. And I grew up, you know, hearing stories about Shiloh and the ghosts at Shiloh, particularly um, if you go and talk to any of the park rangers there, or even just some of the locals, they're pretty quick to tell you about the, the ghost of a young boy that was a, you know, a drummer yeah. um, during the Battle of Shiloh. Uh, there have been sightings of an apparition of a nurse next to a, a spot there called Bloody Pond, where they actually made sort of a makeshift field hospital, and you know, hundreds had, you know, had you know, legs and arms amputated there, died from wounds, um, it's, you know, so many stories come out of these places. For me, Shiloh was sort of the beginning of all of it, but I've definitely heard great stories out of all of the major battlefields, you know, Gettysburg, Chickamauga, Antietam, you name them. They have their own versions of these stories, and, and they're all very fascinating. Is every place that has an apparition considered a haunted place? To me, haunted has like a scary connotation. I think I, I think it comes in the you know it's a situational thing um, for sure. If they're seeing an apparition, I would probably call that haunted. But there does seem to be a great divide between what we sort of think of as scary ghosts um, that would come to us and speak to us and interact with us. In the paranormal field, of course, we kind of call that an intelligent spirit because it seems to be you know responding to us or approaching us and that sort of thing. But it does also, there's a huge, another sort of type of ghost that we, we think of as being residual, which more ends up being just sort of a moment in time captured in the environment that replays for, for certain people. Not everyone sees it. Um, and we, that's the part that's kind of hard to understand, whether it's the person that, you know, if it's, if it's like I can see it, but this person cannot. Or is it more of an environmental thing where it's just if everything is just happening just right, that residual ghost uh, appears? And these type of ghosts actually seem more to be just locked in that moment of time, repeating something that happened, and they're just and they're oblivious to us. 
Do do people rich tend to go to these locations because they're haunted? Uh, tourists, uh, for example? Absolutely. I mean, um, I hate to coin the phrase haunted tourism, but, I mean, it's out there. I mean, a lot of these sites are, are well aware of it and even market, market it. Um, absolutely. There's a lot of people that go to the Civil War sites for the history, of course, but especially places like Gettysburg that have such a notorious reputation for having so many haunted spots there and around it. Um, I mean, you go to Gettysburg, not only can you take, you know, a ghost tour of all the spots on the battlefield, but, you know, you can stay in any one of five or six different haunted inns, you know, that were all historic homes that were there during the battle. Um, You can stay in a different one each night, you know, and each of them have their own ghost stories. You can go visit the haunted museum, you know, for something to do in the afternoon. Go and have a beer at the haunted tavern. I mean, you could have an entire haunted vacation, you know, just around the battlefield of, of, of Gettysburg, and this sort of tourism is really blown up. What is it about these things, Rich, that people like to get scared? I think for some of them it's thrill-seeking. For others, I think it's wanting to just understand it. Um, I know for me, you know, one of the draws for ghosts and ghost stories has always been you know, just understanding this process of the human soul, you know, what makes some of of us stick around and some of us not? And, you know, is there some sort of scientific explanation for how the soul works with our body? And is this just part of the natural process of dying? And if so, can we explain that? Can we figure that out in some way? And I think, you know, a lot of people are just fascinated with the idea of death the afterlife, and and you're right. Some people just like to be scared. Yeah, they do. What would you say that these apparitions are? What why, why are they there? I think it's probably 20% um, a, the soul of a person that's stuck around for their own reasons. They didn't have closure. As you mentioned before, they died um, at a, you know, in a horrible moment and they're trapped in that moment, and they're looking for release. And I think 80% of it is just energy that was just so strong. I mean, the, the emotion, the, the death, everything that happened around the Civil War is just so powerful that there's just so many of those people um, that it left behind such a strong energy that it's just there for those who can feel it and see it. And we're talking about a number of ghosts in any particular place, right? Not just one? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, like take Gettysburg, for instance. I mean, there's people who say that they, you know, are standing there in an empty field snapping photos, and then they look up, and there's an entire phantom army standing in front of them. Jeez. (laughs) Now, are these entities, do they know they're dead? Well, I mean, in the case of the residual-type ghosts, no. And, in fact, they don't even notice the people who are watching them or taking photos. Um, They're still, or, like, you know, doing pretty, their thing. Oh, just absolutely. They're just locked in that moment of time. But there are those spirits that you run into that do seem to be aware of the people that are around them and that they don't, you know, belong there, that, the, you know, time has moved on. And those seem to be sort of the saddest stories. Why haven't they moved on, Rich? Well, that's the grand question. I wish I had an answer for that. I mean, I don't know 
if the missing ingredient is just perhaps resolution. I mean, that seems to be the the best guess for, from investigators. But, I mean, the reality is, I mean, it's a mystery as much to me as anyone. Uh, it's it's sad. Um, it does seem that the, the majority of the spirits that are intelligent and that they seem to be reacting with people are not in a pleasant place. They died in a horrible situation, in horrible circumstances, and they're not happy. And they, they probably would like to move on. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.